welcome to Crossfire. Well, um, it's gonna happen. You know, we're gonna go <laughs> at it with Harry. <laughs> and you know, this actually uh has been planned for a while now, but uh, this is going to be a debate, a true honest debate between me and Harry um about topics that are top of the list of the driver community and um you know uh, uh, it's, it's a simple debate you know i i don't think you know it, it, i couldn't actually debate this with a better person um and and i am really thrilled to do this and i hope you guys enjoy it so um we're going to debate about certain topics that are near and dear to my heart and uh we'll see where it goes and you guys will make up the decision by how many of you watch and how many of you comment and please let us know uh, i guess we'll input. have them uh pick a winner in the comments too for each uh, topic yeah, that will, will, yeah. And, and also you know email me um sergio at the ridesharegui.com if you have topics that you would like us to debate about because we've I mean, got we're not a, uh, ideas. We've got a link if people want to submit uh, topic ideas. We've got a Google form that we'll put in the description and they can submit a topic for future debate. I mean, I think we'll be able to cover the hot ones and uh, you know, I think we know what people are talking about. But I think the reason why I want to do this show with you, Sergio, is because I think a lot of times, you know, if you look at Uber and Lyft, what they're saying, it's like, you know, the grass is always green, you know, we're amazing, we're the best. And then you have some drivers who are like, Uber's the most evil company in the world, even though they're 6.5 million people driving for Uber. So, you yeah. know, I don't think that point of view is correct either. So probably somewhere in the middle. So we're going to find some good topics to debate and, you know, enough with the intro. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So our first topic is should Lyft penalize or, or even time out drivers for canceling too many trips? Not only that, but send them threatening emails saying that if you continue doing this, we're going, we may deactivate you uh, as an independent contractor. That's hocus pocus to me. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've actually been the uh, target of that about a year and a half ago. In fact, I even wrote an article, and it was probably one of our most popular articles that I ended up going to uh, cancellation rehab school, Harry. <laughs> and and not only that, I was forced to watch videos for about thirty minutes why canceling is not good for the community, but. I have to do 10 trips without canceling one after that. Now, if that's not cheating me like an employee, I don't know what it is. And well, let me ask case, you this. Let me yeah, ask but hold you on. this. In this case, right, we have a Utah is, uh... driver. This is not about right. me. We have a Utah driver who sent me an email and we put it on Show Me The Money Club. Mm -hmm. And he canceled, according to Lyft, way too many times. And Lyft surely sent him the threatening email and on a clock, Put him on a timeout for 30 minutes. I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's fair. All right. So, I mean, we'll put the uh, screenshot on the screen, but he says, you know, I've got 300 rides, five-star ratings, so not a ton of rides, only 300. So he's newer. Okay. Cancellation rate is 6%. Seems reasonable. He's also done 1,800 rides with Uber in the past year, but I guess 300 on Lyft. And he says it was snowing, uh, took four times as long to get anywhere. He canceled one or two rides for safety reasons because of the conditions on the road. Seems reasonable so far. And then he said Lyft suspended him for 30 minutes. Now, I guess what I'm going to argue is I don't buy the story. I don't think that he can 
canceled one or two rides and then lift, you know, put them in timeout for 30 minutes. That seems like, you know, on a blizzard with blizzardy conditions, right? Like every driver is probably canceling one or two rides. You think Lyft is, you know, putting every single driver on that night out in Utah in timeout for 30 minutes. That doesn't make any sense, right? Like I think that he was canceling a lot more than one or two rides. You know, he sent this email to you, but he didn't provide any evidence, right? He didn't say like, okay, here, you know, here's, here's like my last month of trips and you can see all my cancellations. Right. So we're sort of taking his words. So I think that is like my first bone to pick with the well, story. Yeah, I, I get that. But you know, as you correctly stated, he only did 300 trips on the Lyft platform, right? To get to a five. Okay. By the way, um, Harry, the, the threshold on the Lyft app is if you do go over 5%, you will automatically get this email automatically. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even matter why you're canceling, which according to their terms of service, you can cancel and it will not count towards your cancellation rate for many reasons, such as unaccompanied minor, such as child without a car seat, such as I don't feel safe, which was my case because right, I was- But how many drivers do you think abuse that, right? So I think you, right, if I'm a know. driver and I- well, I mean, uh, you know that there's bad drivers out there, right? So that's sort of, to yeah, me, it's like, I bet this is a situation where, you know, like that's sort of why I'm always like, you know, the bad drivers kind of ruin it for the good drivers, right? Because- okay. I guarantee, you know, have you ever called an Uber or Lyft ride? Driver isn't coming to you. You have to cancel, right? Then Lyft charges you a $3 or 5 or $7 cancellation fee. And for passengers, Lyft's cancellation fees are actually very aggressive. If you ever cancel as a passenger on Lyft, they will not hours. refund it. They will not give you that money back with Uber. You can just kind of contest it and they'll give you the money back or credit. But Lyfts are much more aggressive. So I think that, you know, there's definitely some drivers who are abusing that system, yeah. right? And so I think if you're, you know, a good driver, right, you kind of have to understand right like lyft is not going to go out and deact like they don't want to put drivers in timeouts they don't want to deactivate drivers for cancellations right so what they're looking at is okay the baseline cancellation rate in any day in any week in any month let's say it's five percent right so drivers who are going over five percent maybe that's five or ten percent of drivers they're going to put you in timeout they might deactivate you for that right because it's a pretty shitty experience for the customer you call a ride to go to the airport driver's on the way he cancels you don't see it until five yeah, ten but, minutes but, later no, then you have to recall a ride right so it's like in that scenario i'd be fucking pissed <laughs> I, I get that i get the consumer part of the point of the view but i don't think this is the case right so I understand there are bad apples. I understand they play games. They go, you know, to the corner, wait for the you know passenger for a couple of minutes, cancel to collect the cancellation fee. Those people definitely do ruin it for the rest of the drivers. But in this gentleman's case, you know, he's going like, I can't get to the passenger. It's snowing out here, right? Okay. And his his point his point was not that he's canceling right and left. It was that if I can't get to the passenger, this happens quite a bit in events. This happened quite a bit, you know, yep. in, in, in stadium pickups, you know, a lot yep. of times. Right. And sometimes it's just not worth for me to do it. And the only thing I can do is cancel. However, when I do choose one of these points, by the way, I, I was and this gentleman was acting exactly what the terms of service asks a driver to do. That's why we have the choices, why we're canceling. Right. And I don't know how many times I've spoken to drivers that they have canceled for unaccompanied minor or they have canceled for child without a car seat yep. or they're not feeling safe which are all good points by the way and that still counts towards the cancellation rate and 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 on the back end of these companies right they want to have oh that was weird uh... what about now can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh your microphone cut out for a sec did it okay um, but we'll take that out. Start, right, start so, that rant. Start that rant one more time. Okay. So 
I, I cannot stand these TNCs, TNCs mm -hmm. meaning Uber and Lyft specifically, yep. having the cake and eating it too. I am canceling according to your own terms of service. I should not be penalized, get nasty emails, or even put time out. If I click one of those choices, I mm -hmm. don't feel safe. Look, I had a crackhead that was cussing me out. You think I'm going to let that idiot get in my car? Before she got in my car, she was cussing me out. I'm like, no, cancel. And that puts me over 6%. In this gentleman's case, he's in a blizzard. He can't get to it. And certain times, stadiums, pickups, concerts, we can't get to the passenger. Of course, I'm going to cancel. What am I going to do? Drive for 40 minutes for three bucks? No. So all I'm saying is these companies need to treat their drivers a little bit differently when we do cancel according to their rules. We're playing right. But what I'm saying is that Uber and Lyft build that into the system, right? There's a 5% cancellation threshold for a reason, right? Like you think, how many blizzards have there been in the past 10 years on Lyft and Uber? You, I mean, I would be like, that's, I would be shocked if they haven't realized like, oh my gosh, there's a higher cancellation rate when it's inclement weather, right? Like yeah. I'm sure that they build that into the system. And I think where I would agree with you is that they need to be way more transparent with the cancellation thresholds. Hey, I tell drivers like, okay, when there's a blizzard, you know, we actually increase our cancellation threshold to 10%, right? Or, you know, maybe they don't want to advertise that because then drivers take advantage of it, but, you know, kind of communicate it with support. So it's definitely not an easy problem, but I don't know. I guess I don't really buy this guy's story, right? Okay. I, I don't buy this guy's story that, oh, you know, I'm just canceling a ride here and there, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that adds up. I don't think that makes well, sense. No, so well, to me, he, that that's the I do. I, it's not about buying this guy's story. This is a general. Story well, so, OK, that, let's say you're driving in a blizzard. Like what's an acceptable cancellation rate then? I don't know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that if I if at some point these companies have to trust the driver and if the gentleman is saying, look, he he canceled due to safety reason. Right. Under safety, you know, lift probably lift systems are probably looking at it and oh, OK, they're dealing with an unruly passenger. They're in a bad part of town, something. Right. Happening. And they allow you to do that. They just don't allow you to do that on 100 out of 100 rides. Right. If you can't, oh, if you got 100 not. rides and canceled 100, would that be OK with you? No, absolutely not. OK, but, so but, no. But, so what about 50? What if you cancel 50 out no, of 100 I, I, rides I, I, for safety I, I, issues? I, I, OK, so know, like, where's the actually, threshold for you? That's my point. There's got to be some threshold somewhere, well, right? The, the problem, the problem is that, Harry, the threshold is never transparently announced to the okay, driver that that i agree with you because that they is... go they go uh well what is the threshold when am i going to get this email that ruined the rest well, of my day right? do you think and this I'm driver like, just no. got one email out of the blue and like you're in timeout or do you think they got an email warning you right I, so i think that like the way that you know, I'm sure if you reach out to Uber and Lyft, I'm sure they would say, oh, you know, we send out a warning email and then another warning email. And do they actually always do that? No. Right. But I think well, if Lyft they have... does it more than Uber, Uber, right. actually, so Uber actually, you know, I got to give Uber credit. Uber doesn't do this. Uber doesn't send you, you know, look, I, I, I have an 11 percent cancellation rate before, by the mm -hmm. way, they had the accidental discharge screens, you know, on the pink screen, you can click anywhere. Yeah. I'll be like on YouTube or something and I'll click it by mistake. I accepted. Lyft never had that because they had the accept screen on the bottom and Uber went with that. Uber, I have never received any emails from Uber saying that, oh, by the way, we could deactivate you if, and you know what they do, Harry? That really, I think that's a, I think the warning emails are helpful. I mean, I oh, want to be I get it. warned because if you're a driver and you understand that, hey, I'm starting to be warned for Lyft. Like, I don't know, I guess like, okay, so there's definitely some blame for Lyft in this situation, right? But if I'm a savvy driver, like yeah. I'm going to, 
I'm not, I'm not going to blame Lyft for this, right? It's like, this is a me problem, right? Hey, there's another company called Uber. Maybe on a blizzard, you should drive for both Lyft and Uber, right? So that if you that, are I, having I to cancel that. rides, right? That's not the issue here. That's not the issue. The issue here is this. When the email shows up in your box, right after you hit the 5% threshold, which is not announced anywhere on their app, but it is 5% because it's in your app as well. But that's not the issue. The issue is here, this. When you accuse me of bad service for cancellation, I'm not trying to give bad service, okay? And it says clearly in the email, you know, your passengers are complaining that you're not giving them good service. They're saying you're canceling too often and you're not driving towards the passenger. That's exactly what the email says. I'm like, none of those are true. It's all yeah. I'm doing is I'm doing my best to get to my passenger. And if for some reason, well, I, I guess, Sergio, your best isn't good enough in this situation, because I know that if I was a passenger, I'd be pretty pissed. Right. I mean, imagine you're running your own business. Right. And you're getting a request from a, you know, like like you said, hey, you're an actual independent contractor and business owner. Right. And you cancel on that customer. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go to Yelp. They're going to leave you a one star. Right. They're not going to be very happy. They don't care why you couldn't make it or. Right. That's sort of what they're relying on. So I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to agree on this one. But you have any uh, final? I'll give you 30. Uh, what's your final word on this? My final word is don't, you know, don't try to have the cake and eat it too. And do understand why drivers are canceling. Yes, I do get the bad, bad apples exist. Those should not, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's what I'm right. saying. And, I guess my, and, my, and, and things need to change. Things need my to final change thought is, you know, if you're a driver, don't cancel rides and you won't be suspended. So seems pretty simple to me. Okay. <laughs> let the cast, let the passenger cancel. Switch to Uber, and you know, just leave Lyft open until the passenger cancels. Right? There are a lot of uh, other ways you can handle it. Take the advice, so... people. Don't cancel trips. <laughs> let the crackheads in the car. <laughs> no. Let the crackheads in the car. All right. Um, put that on a T-shirt. All right. Yeah. Next <laughs> topic. Let the crackheads in the car. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So um, let's talk a little bit about you know this is going to be a hot one. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're going to, you know, we have to agree to disagree on a lot of these things because we'll find I, one topic where we agree on before the show. Uh, we out. may, we may find Maybe one not. next month. <laughs> Maybe next <laughs> not, month. Not today. Um, all right. So uh, let's go with earnings is earnings. Like earnings has been the top. <laughs> I mean, I've been with you for six years. You've done it for 10 years almost now. Earnings has been in the top of the complaint list of the driver community. Agree. Like, can we yeah. agree on that? We yeah, that I agree. Yeah. Number one complaint. Yeah, number one complaint. <clears throat> for and 10 years. I'm not making enough money. Ten years ago, people were saying I'm not making enough <laughs> money. And today, that they're definitely saying I'm not making enough money. So um, let's go with that. Do you think the expectation of the driver community is too high for what the job entails? Well, I mean... As, as far as earnings are concerned. I mean, I think that, you know, like you said, right, the number one complaint for 10 years for Uber and Lyft drivers has been that I'm not being paid enough. I want to make more money. I don't think that's exclusive to gig economy, though. Everyone literally at every job, I think, wants more money, wants to be paid more. And especially, you know, when you're in more service, right, hotel, restaurant, fast food, right? Like those jobs are traditionally lower paid, right? So then, you know, like working at Google or Amazon, right? And maybe at Google and Amazon, you know, they still care about money and they want to make a lot, but maybe that's not everyone's number one concern. So I think that, yes. you know, this isn't like, it shouldn't be a shock that everyone wants to make more money. And I guess as far as their expectations, I mean, like, I guess, 
yeah, I think the expectations are too high. I mean, you know, honestly, like one of the best things about driving for Uber and Lyft is that anyone and everyone can do it, right? But like, what do we always say? Like, we joke that, hey, you know, all you have to do is have a car. I mean, you don't even need a car. You can rent a car, right? You don't even need a car. You just have to pass a background check and then have a pulse and uh, you can drive for Uber and Lyft, right? So that's yeah. really all that's needed, which is great. You just been laid off. If you need temporary work, you know, if you need a flexible schedule, right? All the things we like about driving for Uber and Lyft, right? that's why it's so attractive to people signing up but it also means that like a lot of a lot of people want to do it right yeah. dara just said on a podcast 6.5 million uber drivers around the globe so yeah i mean if a lot of people want to do a job and i'm uber right then why would i pay more than i need to like this shouldn't be a surprise right like hey yeah we all want to make more money but uber's going to pay as little as they can to get the job done and you know have drivers do it in a good way yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the pay today as a driver of eight years, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to pay. And right now we're in the ugly period. Yeah, um, I don't think the pay is commensurate to the risks that we're taking. OK, now I'm not <clears throat> comparing myself to a unionized UPS driver here. All right. That's a different story altogether. However, the job that I'm doing, picking up people, dropping people off, driving drunk hours, you know, look, first of all, driving has its inherent risks in its own. And as mm -hmm. a as a full time driver putting in five, six thousand miles a month, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when I'm going to get in a fender bender or a crash. OK. Yeah. And the risks, you know, it does not equalize the pay today. Yeah. It may have done it during the pandemic. It may have done it five years ago, eight years ago when bonuses and everything well, else was going. I think it definitely did it during the I, pandemic. I, I you earning 50, 60 bucks an hour? Yeah, I cannot see myself driving for 22 bucks an hour. And, you know, I, I collect all this data. I put it up on Twitter actually yesterday. And our community sent me out of plus 60 plus cities now. And the trend is, and I started doing it in November here. You should see the trend. The trend yeah. is 20, 30% lower in every city as far as median earnings, as online earnings are concerned. And they're going down. And I get it. There is seasonality. I get that. January is probably slow. But. The point I'm trying to make is I don't think, you know, earnings need to be cut to the level that they need to cut just because we're down. The driver community is down. Let's kick him in the ass some more now. You know, let's have him do two dollars and seventy six cent trips. Yeah. I can't take a human being in my car, pick somebody up and drop somebody off in L.A. for two dollars and seventy six cents. I can even buy a pack of gum for two dollars and seventy six cents. So. Well, you mentioned a couple important things. Right now, we are in a lower pay period, right? There are more drivers than ever. I mean, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, this is obviously if there's more drivers than ever, you know, pay, there's going to be less rides, you know, pay is going to go down, right? So I think just in a time period of ride share, right? Like during the pandemic, you know, no rides. Then as things were picking back up, they didn't have enough drivers. So you were out there making 50, $60 an hour in Los Angeles, right? So, you know, it's cyclical, right? Like times go, a pay goes up and down, I guess you would say, right? And like, we are definitely in a lower pay period right now. We're going into quarter one, January, February, March, which is also like seasonally a low period. So I agree that it's not a great time for pay. But I think that like, if you understand like, hey, there are a lot of drivers out there who want to do this job. If you can do 40 hours, hours a week at uber or 40 hours a week at mcdonald's what would you pick making yeah, this about the same amount of money if you can make about the same amount of money right like uber is a no-brainer right you get paid instantly you have a flexible schedule right as long as the pay is about the same what if it's 15 percent less than working at mcdonald's i mean i might you know i think a lot of people might even still choose uber right so i'm not saying that it's right or it's a good thing but i'm trying to help drivers understand why the situation is that it is and like hey well, that, did you work your ass given. off do you that's work your given, ass but... off when 
times are good, right? Like, cause you know, during the pandemic, when you can make 50, 60, 70 an hour, right? Driving in LA in a top market, did you really like put money away for a rainy day? Like this period that came, right? And I bet a lot of drivers didn't. And so, you know, again, right? Like, I think that I, I guess I don't like always blaming. I never like blaming other people for my problems, right? It's like, hey, this well, is a me like problem. Travis I'm going to figure right? out this yeah. situation. Yeah, just like the viral video with Travis years ago when he was <laughs> in, a, in a car of the driver saying, I bought this car. And, you know, look, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I think I think <clears throat> when you when somebody goes out, first of all, expectations are always going to be there for whatever job you're doing. OK, if you're doing a good job, you expect to get, get paid a, a fair value for in exchange of your labor. I mean, yeah. Look, we're running our cars. Our costs are through the roof, you know, over the last three, four years due to inflation. At the same time, due to inflation, Uber, inflation is a tailwind for Uber because they were able to charge a lot more. All yeah. I'm saying is that, that I don't think they're sharing the wealth with the driver commensurate to what they're charging the passenger these days. You know, yeah. I mean, for the last four or five years, if, you, if Uber is charging 40 to 50 percent more on the same trip, I don't think they're sharing the wealth and my costs as a driver have also gone through the roof as much yeah. as Uber complains about, oh, our commercial rates are up. Our well, I get that. But what about my costs? Nobody cares because you're running a zero asset business model, which is you don't own shit. You don't own the car. You don't even own your service, yeah. probably. So I'm saying that I think the, the, the at the moment, the balance of pay versus what the job is, is really, really not attractive especially in bigger cities where inflation and cost of living is going through the roof for the driver community. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess what's the solution then? I mean, I've always liked the minimum wage, right? Like in New York City, in the yeah. state of Washington, there's a minimum wage. So it's that floor, right? But I think that drivers like always kind of want the best of both worlds, right? It's like, oh my gosh, there's a minimum wage now in New York City, but now I have to schedule shifts ahead of time. Like, yeah, no shit. Uber can't have you driving out in the middle of nowhere if they have to pay you a guaranteed yes. minimum wage, right. right? So you have to be ready to give up some flexibility. New York City is a good example. Drivers are making more now with that minimum wage. So I do, I'm okay with a floor, right? Like, cause I do think, yeah. you know, drivers come in, you know, maybe Uber sets expectations too high. Drivers don't realize they have all their expense, these expenses on their vehicles. So I'm okay with a minimum wage kind of for a lot of the reasons like, yeah, like a two, $3 fare. Like, obviously if I get that, I'm not going to take it. You know, I would, you know, Uber tells you how much it is, right? So don't take those fares, but it is a slap in the face. It's a little demeaning. Well, it's a lot but, demeaning. But, you know, here, here's right? my problem. Here's my problem with all this. Okay. So I, I, I get, I, I am, a, I'm a cherry picker. I always been a cherry picker, except, except that, what I'm figuring out now is this. I'm I'm caught between a hard place and a rock. If I don't take that two and three dollar trip, my utilization rate is collapsing. Mm -hmm. If I do take the two and three dollar trip, my hourly earnings are in the trash can. So I'm really caught as a driver. And first of all, in 2024, the same rate that I was receiving on a minimum fare trip is the same as 2015. That's just got to change. I mean, if Uber and Lyft are going to do anything about earnings, min fare has to be at least five bucks in every city because those are the trips they're making the most amount of money. Their take yeah. rate is the highest. I mean, look, they're charging eight bucks, paying me 250. Bro, no, I can't transport but, a human being for $2.50. And But I mean, obviously, people are doing it. Otherwise, Uber yes, wouldn't keep sending those offers, right? So that. I think that's kind of where, like, I, I get, so I think we agree, right? Like, Uber. Uber and Lyft definitely should pay more. They should have a higher minimum fare. They should have a minimum wage. But if people are going to keep taking these trips, I wouldn't expect that 
to change anytime soon. So if I'm an individual driver, the decision that I need to make is like, Hey, how am I doing? Right? Like what's the average driver in my city making? Like, first of all, if you're the average driver, like you should definitely be making more than the average driver with all the information that you give out that we give out on the channel. Like there's no way you should be an average driver. It is not hard to be above average. You know, when it comes to earnings, when you drive for Uber and Lyft, you put a little to a medium amount of effort and you should be above average. So if you're the type of driver, who's like already out there, you're doing your research, you're putting time in, you're kind of, you know, above average driver, you're driving for both Uber, you're driving for Lyft, you know, you sort of understand, Hey, maybe there are times where I want to think about delivery or think about trying other services or, you know, whatever, like if you're kind of out there doing all those things, I still think that you can have, you know, kind of a lot of success in the gig economy, but I feel like most people are just not doing any of that. They're like, Oh, I just want to sit well, here and, you know, take trips that Uber and Lyft send me. And, you know, well, I did uh, that. I did that. I did that test this weekend. And then I drove, took 20 trips in a row and my numbers were nothing special to write home about. I mean, I was at 21 and a half per online hour before expenses. If I took that out, I'm down to 16 and a half, 17, which is minimum wage in LA. Uh, yeah. well, uh, so I mean, I'm basically taking... you made minimum wage driving in Los Angeles, right? And so I guess like, yeah, the risk for you personally, right? You feel like the risk you're taking is not worth it, right? No. That you should be making more money, right? Like every person is different, right? And so I think that like, if, if, if everyone has all the information and all the data, like make an informed decision at that point. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do. But uh, one last thing about this pay structure that they have instituted under up. Yeah, what's your pay. final word? My final word is upfront fares needs to have a massive, massive overhaul because drivers are driving for less. There is no question about it. The rebalancing, consistency of earnings, whatever we were sold in, uh, let's say, last quarter of 2022, that is not factual. Long trips are paying less. Short trips are paying less. I mean, it's, we've had yeah. this for a year and a half now, and well, I am definitely making less money with upfront fares. There is no ifs and buts. In that's my not mind. even what we're debating right now, but okay. No, I know. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that I'm making less money because of upfront fares and making less money is the topic. I am making less money. And even if I were to be above average, look, I'm, I cannot All work right. for minimum wage and take the risk I'm taking driving for 11, 12 hours a day. It just doesn't I guess work. To me, the topic is our driver expectations too high on pay and earnings. And I would say, yes, there's a lot of people out there right now that need to work and need to drive and need to make money. And you're competing with those. So if you're doing what the do you same think, things, okay, what do you th what do you think? Look, if, if you're saying it's too high, what do you think uh, this job should pay per hour? Maybe we shouldn't even look at it per hour. But let's say, what can we compare this to, Harry? And not a UPS driver, not a FedEx driver, medical courier job. What should we compare drive share driving to? We have to have some sort of comparison. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, what should any job pay? I don't know. I don't know what it should pay. I mean, probably, I don't know. I mean, it, it should pay whatever, you know, if I, I'm the company, the it should pay demands. whatever the market, you know, is willing to pay, right? Like if they don't have any drivers, they got to pay more. And if they have a lot of drivers pay less, right? Like, I think that's kind of obvious, right? Like I'm, you know, I don't know. Okay. All right. All so, right. We'll see what people say about this. They're we'll probably not going to like no, what I, I, uh, I, think, I, I had to say, have... but. Yeah, I think a lot of people say I'm not getting paid enough, but um, <laughs> let's go to, you know, let's go to another topic. OK, um, should, right. the, should the drivers care about the take rate? Take rate is a, I think it actually it may have surpassed the earnings debate here. OK, All right. people go, oh, overcharge 50, pay me 25. They have 50 percent. They take 60 percent. We ran a survey. 62% on Lyft, 61% on Uber said Uber and Lyft takes 50 to 75% of the fare. Now, it may be right, it may be wrong. In one trip, it may be right. But um, should the driver care about what 
Uber makes at all? Well, so, I mean, it not maybe right, maybe wrong. It is wrong, right? Like, I, I think that the perception of the take rate is obviously high, right? Like, we just surveyed thousands of drivers. We get tons of emails, right? Like, oh, yeah, everyone thinks to take 50, 60, 70, 80%. And then when I tell them to send me their weekly statement, you know, that shows the actual commission or, you know, tell me what the passenger paid, what Uber kept and what you kept. It's never 50, 60, 70, 80% over a week, over a month. You know, it's always 20 to 30% or somewhere in that ballpark. So if anyone has any different, you can always email me uh, or Sergio with your weekly monthly summary, but I guarantee or not guarantee, but I'm pretty damn sure no one, no one ever follows through. Right. But I get it. Right. Cause there are rides where they take a very high percentage and I guess like, yeah, it doesn't feel great. It isn't good. But like, again, you have, you know, they give you the upfront fare, right? So, you know, do I want this trip or do I not want this trip? Right. Like, I guess to me, if it's not a good trip, don't take it right like yeah the, I don't know. that's not the that's not the issue we're discussing if I, I you know i did that many times you know in, in real life driving and you know i i, I cannot be caught in between hard plants and rock if i don't take the trip 60 percent utilization then i'm sitting in my car twiddling my fingers if there's no cherries to pick you can't pick cherries but the topic is here first of all we may agree on this maybe towards the end um the topic is why is the perception out there that 50 to 75% of the people think Uber takes 50 to 75% of the fare? I know it's not true. Look, I drove this weekend. Uber tells me personally on Monday, this is your service fee surge. Mm. I'm like, okay. So according to Uber, it was 2%. Two, one, two. I'm, I put that up on Show Me The Money this week. But... When you look at the line items that they put up there, commercial insurance, all the pass-throughs, yeah. blah, 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 right? It's 40%. Which is it? 2% yeah. or 40%? And I all think, right. I, I used to look, I used to think it's 2%. I don't anymore. Now I'm looking at it as simple as every other driver out there. Passenger paid 100. You gave me 50. You kept 50%. What you do Very with your simple. shit? That's all, that's all it that's, is, right? I, so have my, I have my expenses. If passengers well. paid 100, you're saying Uber, or, you know, Uber kept 40, you kept 60. So 40%. So that's, you know, I mean, that's on the, I, th I think that's reasonable, or not reasonable, but I think that that, may, that adds up to me, right? Like, yeah. I haven't seen any screenshots where someone sent me their weekly statement and, you know, passengers paid 1,000 in total, Uber kept 600, and they only kept 400. I've never seen that before, right? And if yeah. there is one like that from recent time, send it to us. We'll take a look. We'll share it. Yeah. Right. But usually, yeah, it's 200, 300, 400, right, is what they're keeping. And I agree with you. I don't count any the, the commercial insurance, all that crap like that's on Uber. They need to figure all that out. Right. It's like they're keeping that. I'm keeping my money and then the passengers. But there's only three numbers that matter. Right. Passenger, what passenger paid, what you kept and what Uber kept. And so, I mean, I think that like, again, right, like obviously I want that number to be as low as possible as a driver, but, you know, Uber is going to do what they're going to do, right? If they have, you know, if they're charging 400 out of a thousand, like, what do you, what, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't yeah, know why, I mean, why that matters so much. I, I honestly think, you know, at some point, you know, uh, the driver community has to kind of shy away from that, but I do get their point of view though, because they're going like, it's my car, it's my expenses. My insurance rates are going up every time I, I change tires. It's through the roof now, last three years. 
Oil changes are through the roof. They're going, my costs are going up as well. So Uber shouldn't be crying over there in a $130 billion market cap company saying, oh, my rates are going up. Oh, boo hoo. Yeah. I'm like, I well, don't that I agree with. I mean, Uber that. loves to blame insurance and lawyers and all that, but like they're basically, they've never done anything to incentivize safe drivers. They never said, hey, Sergio, you're one of our top 5% safest drivers. We're going to pay you more. We're going to give you more rides, right? So they could easily be doing a ton, way more things, right? To incentivize drivers to drive safe and then have less accidents and then pay less in insurance. So, you know, again, like I'm not, uh, defending Uber, but I'm, or, you know, I'm sort of, I'm not blaming them either, but, you know, I think that like the take rate to drivers isn't that high, right? So I guess that's sort of, I guess my argument, like the take rate isn't 60, 70%, even though drivers think that I know why they think that, right? There's certain trips where, you know, uh, you know, obviously Uber has a very high take rate and it doesn't feel great, but that's not what the take rate is. So I don't think it really should matter. Maybe, you know, I think this would be a different discussion if the actual take rate that Uber was, was 50, 60, 70%, then that would be a different discussion. You know, if it's 20, 30, 40%, I mean, I don't know. It's not but, ideal, but, but, but it seems reasonable. But do you, okay. Do you think, maybe we'll agree on this one do you think the the perception is reality though right and they do a horrible job communicating to the driver community that well that's not our take rate but the driver yeah. look, we're, so that that's something we definitely people. agree on i do we're agree perception people. Yeah, you know, perception is right. I mean, you know, perception is reality, right? If drivers think the take rate is really high, like I think that's actually worse, right? Because now, you know, not literally the take rate is lower. Everybody thinks it's higher. And so now drivers are probably saying like, oh, you know, screw this company or, oh, you know, I'm going to quit driving for them, right? Because they take so much out of every fare, right? So Uber and Lyft, I think are really shooting themselves in the foot. I think you're right. It might be like the number one, you know, issue because pay, you know, pay has always been like the biggest complaint for the past 10 years. It's like always there. It's not going anywhere and you know right now like we you know it's not a great time but with take rate i think that this is one where like they could actually do something they could actually fix this now if they wanted yeah, to but, but 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 one last thing is that as far as this take rate is concerned right um it, 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 i believe the take rates have gone up not to yeah. the point of 50 to 75 percent because look it's a simple thing it has to go up for them to turn a profit if you look at uber's free cash flow it's going through the roof now well that's because they're charging as much and paying as little as possible that's the simple business model, but I think I think the the you know the um, communication failure that is so obvious here that but but you know I, I was looking at my statement this weekend I really was and I was like okay which one is it Uber is it two percent yeah. like you're saying or is it forty percent which is it I'm not even sure and and to me I should care about you know the the headline of this debate or the question was should drivers care i do care because yeah. i i i think ultimately uh, you know you can make a comparison saying does a mcdonald's worker care about what the franchise owner is making or whatever no that's not the same issue i think yeah i do care because it is i have so much of the cost on me so if uber as a 130 billion dollar company going to complain about their costs well i should complain about my costs because they're gone through the roof with inflation so yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I think that uh, the, you know, it definitely the take rate. I mean, I guess, yeah, you're right. It should matter to drivers, right? Because, hey, if it's they feel that it's too high or the perception is too high, complain about it, say something about it. We'll cover it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the companies will figure something out to uh, change this in the future. Yeah, we have been. And actually, uh, hopefully, hopefully that that line item on my uh you know, weekly statement has a breakdown now. OK, 80. OK, I paid one hundred and twenty two dollars this weekend. Uber says yeah. it's all commercial insurance. I'm like, I only did 20 trips. I only drove 150 miles. How could Uber 
at their scale only have uh, you know pay 80 cents a mile for commercial insurance that doesn't make sense to me yeah no, I don't thinking, know if that adds up. Break that down, break that down, explain it to the community. Okay, this was this, this was the marketplace fee, this was that. But they just kind of go, up oh, all in one bucket, our rates are up, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I do worry about it, but that's where yeah. we're at. All right, well, we sort of agreed on that one, I think. I think so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe that will not do well. <laughs> but, uh, but look, okay, so, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a success. I really do. And, you know... I was thinking for the future, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, probably want to debate me or you. <laughs> Once yeah. in a while, we probably should put one of us against, you yeah. know, no, I like that uh, idea. a naysayer. I think, I think involving the community will be great in this. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get the community involved. And if people want to submit a uh, topic for topic future for debate, sure. we'll leave a link to the Google form. And otherwise, uh, see everyone next time. All right. All right.